Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Tonight's guest is a connoisseur of all things macabre. When she's not elbow deep in viscera, she is one half of a content empire, lending her voice and knowledge to a multitude of successful podcasts, one of which was recently ranked the number one podcast in all categories and still sits comfortably in the top five of podcasts in all categories. The Podcaster Studio is proud to welcome Elena Urquhart. Elena, hello. How are you? Thank you for joining me. Hello. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. Oh, yes, of course. Well, you know, it's it's due. It's very much due. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you guys are killing it. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's I know it's been wild. We've never we've never hit that high on the charts and suddenly we got all these notifications and we were like, "What happened?" Like, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very well deserved. I, yeah, I, I love you guys' podcast. I love your dynamic. Um, Thank you. It, it, I, I, we obviously have a different dynamic, but um, me and my co-host are very close, and I, I can feel the natural. It, it from beginning, it was clear before you guys even explain your, who, who you got, how you guys relate to each other. It was like, oh, these, this isn't like a studio put these two people together, and there's like, it wasn't like TRL, like, oh yeah, we don't know each other, but we have to be like <laughs> co-hosts together. It, it, it was very natural. That's how I feel about you and Fran, too, because I love your podcast, Affirmative okay. Murder. Oh, love it. And, <laughs> and that's exactly because you can tell when people are not friends or, or they became friends like yesterday and then started a podcast. Yeah. Or, or even business partners. Yeah. A business it, partner a relationship. Kind of relationship. Is, yeah. Exactly. Because it's like you have to naturally know. Like you, there's just some kind of thing that you know how the other person's going to react or you, you just know their sense of humor. Yes. You know something's going to hit with them. You know how to bother them. You know how to get them all worked up. Like I can get Ash being like, oh God, I'm going to break. Like stop. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> it, is the, it is the best. It is the best when you know the person that you're, you know, sparring with, you know, I'm like yeah. the back of your hand, you know, like that. I feel like that's a necessary in communication. You know, it, 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 it always Absolutely. makes for, makes for the best meals, you know. Yeah, because then it also makes, I think, like, our listeners always say they feel like they're just hanging out and talking with us. And that's what we wanted, because that's what we feel. Like, we're just hanging out talking, and we'll kind of, like, 
talk to the audience like what do you guys think yeah. <laughs> it's like, just let us know <laughs> i always tell people listening to us is like if if you like true crime but you were digesting it over you know a, a tgi friday's yes. series of appetizers you know so there's like other stuff <laughs> happening there's tvs on with randoms games on and you know so we're gonna go off and talk about that and stuff you know i always like to let people know like you know, when you hear your family, like Olive Garden, you know? Yeah, there you go. Just like Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, we are the Olive Garden of podcasts. Um, That's a perfect way to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> now, Elena, I would like to start where all stories do, which is the beginning. Where were you born? Where was I born? I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Now, yeah. what hand would you say did Boston have in shaping who you are? I would say I it had a big hand, actually. I am like a a true Massachusetts girl. Like I love Massachusetts. I don't like to venture out of Massachusetts that much. You're agoraphobic to states? A little bit. A little bit. But I like to like venture out for small periods of time, but I always miss Massachusetts. I just need to come back. And I think Boston also has like a a long and you know history of a lot of spooky things and yeah. you know we have Salem which had a huge impact on me when I was little we went to Salem a bunch and I loved learning about the witch trials it like horrified me but fascinated me at the same time because it's just wild to me at that age it was wild to me that that could happen that yeah. like a group of people could just collectively decide something wild like that and then kill people for it and then it's like as i got older i was like oh oh that, that <laughs> that's happens that's human still. nature yeah. <laughs> i was like oh this is yeah i was like this is not just 1600s this is just <laughs> life okay cool <laughs> good to know um now uh boston specifically i don't know about all of massachusetts but it's very um stereotypically it's not stereotypically because i think it's pretty true but it's a very catholic yeah p- town so was sure your home is. a religious one <laughs> It honestly was not. My parents, uh, they actually, my dad went to a Catholic high school and he, they kind of raised us that they brought us to church when we were younger yeah. and then they had us go through, you know, uh, communion, confirmation. Once we got through the confirmation phase, they were like, you can choose to stay with it or you can choose to do whatever up to you. Yeah. Like, we don't care. We didn't go to church every Sunday, so it wasn't like... It was like hammered into my house. They just had us take those sacraments, I guess they're called. I don't remember. To be yeah, honest. so people didn't call your family devil worshippers. They're like, we gotta <laughs> exactly. show up to some of the stuff and like, like show face. Just, yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta take the bread. You gotta do the whole thing. But they were basically like, whatever you decide after that, fine with us. Like, go for it. Which I think is a good way to do it if that's what. Because if you as parents were raised that way and you want to raise your children that way that's fine but once you get to that point you should I think be like whatever you decide yeah I feel like I feel like showing your kid religion is cool indoctrinating your kid is is not cool indoctrination is never cool (laughs) exactly and I feel like it's just like giving a little taste yeah do you like are you you into this do you like this this? shalom and it was all the happy things too it was like 
you know, just the community service aspect of it and all that stuff is what they kind of just went with. But yeah. again, we didn't really go to church every Sunday, so it wasn't like in my brain all the time. So they were just like, do you like that stuff? Like, you can keep doing it. <laughs> and after that, I was like, I'm a little agnostic, but like, thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> Glad I have that behind me. Thanks for the trial. It was like, a, a, like one of those AOL CDs. Like, thanks, thanks. Thank you for yeah. the sample. And uh, <laughs> my, my free, free subscription for a while ended. <laughs> Not going to re-up it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Now, okay, what would be eight-year-old Elena's response if someone asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up? So eight-year-old Elena would have wanted to be a doctor, but then it it transformed a little bit, but not too far out of it, I guess. Is that is that a family thing, or did, were you just always from a young age, just you could watch surgery videos and stuff like <laughs> I can't do that I'm I'm 30 years old and I can't watch somebody get their blood drawn it's I mean it's definitely it's I feel like you either like have that gene of being able to watch that or you don't it's just like one of those things I agree it's not a family thing I we had um like we had lawyers in my family we had police officers in my family we had my dad was an electrician. My mom was an artist. So I just kind of was like. <laughs> so, of course, that like, led you to cutting people up and stuff. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think it was them, though, being so like they were really like I love my parents. They were awesome. They just let us be interested in whatever we were interested in. And I think my dad is also an artist on the side. So they had a very like, you know, I could always buy when we went to the store. My mom was always like, you can always get a book. If you want a book, you can, I will buy you a book. Like toys, we're not going to buy every single time we go to the store. Like, you know, kids always want something. But she was like, I will always buy you a book. And I remember I would always be drawn to like the anatomy books. They had yeah. like kids anatomy books with like skeletons that you could build. <laughs> and I always would grab those because I was like, these are cool. Like, I just want to know. And that's where it began. And my mom was like, all right, <laughs> this is what you like. <laughs> Statistically, because women are less likely to be serial killers. That's not creepy. But if I had a kid and they were like, I just really love a, to know the anatomy of the human body and books and how a spine looks outside of the body, you're like, uh, why don't we go get you a Build-A-Bear? <laughs> let's get it's a bit, build maybe, a bear time. Let's, let's take you to Build-A-Bear. <laughs> Which also, that's also kind of like, stuffing the guts into the I was going to say yeah, actually and you not have the like, heart and you put it in yeah, yeah no so never see? mind no not <laughs> as everything for kids like about murdering things a little bit subtly <laughs> we're creating weird kids for sure <laughs> children are like wet cement whatever falls on them makes an impression this is a quote from Mr. Haim Gano renowned educator and psychologist Elena what horror film left the first long-lasting impression on you in your youth? Ooh, that's a really good question. It's also a really good quote, and I fully agree with that. Yeah, smart guy. <laughs> As someone with three kids, I can say that fully. <laughs> we are always aware that everything can make an impression on them. But I would say, I think there's probably, there's like two films, I would say, Give left them to the me. most. I would say... The original Scream, I saw it when I was like 12. <laughs> like, Kevin, Kevin Williamson, was, yeah. Yeah, and it, that one I remember because I remember being like, this is so funny, but so scary. 
and it's so quick and I loved like the writing in it and I remember being like oh I want to do that like I want to write stuff like that and I remember seeing Stu and Billy and thinking they were like the coolest characters which like (laughs) Now I look back and I'm like, wow, yeah. that's that's a choice. <laughs> like, strange, okay. yeah, it's a very strange situation they have going <laughs> like, on. Yeah. All right, 12-year-old Elena. Uh, <laughs> and I would also say Silence of the Lambs left a huge impression on me. And it's still my, I would say that's my favorite movie still to date. Hannibal Lecter to me was like the Anthony coolest Hopkins character. in that movie is oh. amazing, terrifying it is a masterpiece of an acting class. It is. It truly is. It's really scary how deep he got into that character. Yes. And in that movie, I think it was that scene where they're making you think that they're showing up at Buffalo Bill's house. And then and you hear the doorbell and you're sitting there like, oh, it's going to happen. And then he opens the door and it's just Clarice standing there. And you're like, they're at the wrong house. I remember just being like, that was brilliant. <laughs> and there, there aren't like there aren't many, many. I feel like Buffalo Bill as a villain is underrated. Oh, so I know pe- people, people obviously you know Silence of the Lamb, you remember it, but like his voice was a great big fat oh. person. Like it was, he was <laughs> yes. like a monster. You know, like he was, he was, what? he was a human being, but he was like a monster. Like I, I feel like you know when you talk about like Darth Vader and Joffrey Baratheon and all these people, like yes. Buffalo Bill is scary because he's like a dude next door to you. Yes, you know, and he was, yeah. and, he, and he had the little the moths, those death head moths that he would just sit there and pet and shit. It was like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I can't. And he just like it, it was the voice. That yeah. voice to me is like chef's like a kiss. Gar- it's a gargled so deep. It's like, why yes. do you sound like that? Can you help me put this oh. couch in my car? Like, what are you? Yes. Like, no, no, I will not, sir. Everyone should say no to this person. Uh, for me, for me, it was the exorcism. I saw the exorcism oh, when I yes. was six years old. I slept in my mom's oh my bed God. for like three, like the entire weekend, like three nights straight, and not even a peaceful sleep. A, 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 that's why I commend her because it was a sleep of like every couple of hours. I'd be like, oh, "There's yeah. something in the corner." And she, she had to get up, cut the light on, and be like, "There's She's nothing. Like, there's, not. there's nothing here. There's literally nothing here." And so for th- you know, so and I was told not to watch it because of how scary it was. And I was like, more. "Of course, I'm going to watch this." Yeah, and when that girl came down those steps. Uh, on backwards and then you talk about voices when they were doing her exorcism and her voice is all gravelly and her head spinning around I was like this is real (laughs) this has happened this is a documentary I'm watching (laughs) I think when you when you you go back and and you talk about like you know Nosferatu and all these old horror obviously you know the exorcism isn't that old but when you go back to like you know Poltergeist and 80s films uh, that movie you could put that on today Oh yeah, and it's still they nailed it. Like it, it, it is a timeless. It is scary in any generation. I don't care how much CGI is available, yep. new prosthetics for gore. That movie <laughs> is traumatizing to anybody in any age in the 1900s. I'm still mad that people are calling it that. Oh, that um, horrifies me. <laughs> and these kids now, these new Gen Z, you play that movie, and that movie is terrifying you think it's like a documentary part of it is like every part it's not just the visuals which the visuals to me are like they'll be burned in your brain forever but it's like the like you said the voice just the dialogue the feel of it the music that's happening you're just like 
uh, everything feels dark and just yes. stressful in it. And you're like, I feel so like you feel like sad afterwards and also stressed out. <laughs> like, what did I just do? Like, I love horror movies because it's like a thrill. I like jump scares yes. and stuff. And when you watch that movie at the end, the, the priest jumps out of the window. You're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, am <laughs> like I, this, was that real? Like, it, yes. you're not like... I know, you know, I watched, I remember watching uh, Hereditary for the first time and I was like, yes. man, whoa, like the that was, rush. that was good, man. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, the exorcism, I just was like holding myself. I was like, what, what happened? What has happened to me just now? It is, yes. it, it's not okay, but it is, no, it's, it's not. you gotta watch, you have to watch it though. Cause it's you like, have to, cause you're it, right. It's, and it's, I like like practical effects so much in horror movies. I feel like they're yes. just. Like, I, I know there's a place for CGI and, like, all the new stuff, and it definitely works at times. Yeah. But, like, something about somebody, like, coming up with some insane way, like, yeah. Tom Savini-style, like, way of just coming up with the gnarliest effect you've ever seen. You're like, someone just made that with their hands. Yeah. And it always looks realer. It always feels like you can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> it just is better. Yeah, when you, when, you, when you can see, like, the tangibility in a scene, you're like, Oh, they're really grabbing at the knives yes. from the hand, the finger knives. Like it really, yes. it, it makes it more of a pop than, you know, just some, you know, that they put that in post. Exactly. Because you know? the urgency yeah. is there because yeah. it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that was a horror movie corner. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun uh, uh, little alley we went down because it, it, it ties into my question perfectly. So at what age did you realize that a fascination with serial killers and terrifying movies might place you in the category of what some might call a weirdo. <laughs> I definitely knew very young that I was a weirdo because I just <laughs> like we've already we've already tapped a little into that with me being like, I just really am interested in the human body and opening it up and seeing what's in there. And that was young. I would say when I was eight, too, is when I first started reading those uh, scary stories to tell in the dark books. Oh, and yeah, I remember yeah that because some of those were scary like in the pictures like Stephen Gamble is like no joke like those pictures are some of my favorite pictures drawn ever because they're just like so gross and drippy and oh like it's just and they're horrifying and I remember being so scared of those books but I was like this is so fun like what is this <laughs> feeling of like I'm terrified but I want to keep reading these yeah. and then <laughs> that kind of transformed into I would say I mean, I was young, like probably like 12 or 13 when I started looking into what a medical examiner was because I was interested in medicine. And I remember like coming across it and I was like, what is that? I'm like, what's a pathologist? And then I saw like a forensic pathologist and I was like, oh, what's that? And when I found out somebody, there's just a job where you get to like find out what happened to somebody when they died. I was like, that's fascinating. Like, how do you do that? And that's when it began. That was probably when it began. And then it that's when it started the true crime thing. Because I started, I remember I saw on, I think it was like, there was that, like, it was on the E! channel. I remember it was like, um, AJ Benza, I think, hosted it. <laughs> and it was like the Hollywood things, but it was like Hollywood tragedies and such. Yeah. And I remember it was him with like a bunch of fog around him, always telling the stories. But there was the Black Dahlia. Elizabeth Short and I remember that was the first one I saw that I was like what like someone did what to someone that happens and we didn't like at that point we didn't have like the 
we didn't have like Google to go look up a bunch of stuff. But I remember, I think they showed part of the crime scene photos, like a blurred wow. out version. And I was like, what is that? I remember just being like, oh my God. That was the first one I went crazy researching and it just like took off after that. I couldn't stop. Isn't it, isn't it funny how, how desensitized uh, the generations have gotten? Like the yes. idea of, I remember being a kid and if something came on the TV and you saw like yellow tape and yes, like like those little uh, number things they put next to bullets yep. on the ground. Like, can they show this on television? Like, are, <laughs> like, are okay? we allowed to see this? I feel like this yes. is for, for uh, investigative eyes only. And now <laughs> you can just mistake. see. Yeah, now you can just see like the most horrible things at your own given time. And and the bar has gotten so low for oh, yeah. shock value that um, I don't I don't know. I, but I, again, I still stand by the exorcism being like, you can watch that. It, it'll, yes. it'll get you. But the, but really these, the, the youths of today, the youths of today, the youth, those youths, <laughs> those youths are so desensitized that you really need to blow them away. It's and I'm like, true. do you know what used to entertain me when I was a kid? Yeah. Do you know what was scary to me when I was a kid? Stephen Gamble drawings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's you it. talk about Stephen Scam Stephen Gamble. I thought Shel Silverstein was a little bit, uh, you oh, know, yeah. a, a little too uh, obscure in his. There was some, some, it was some weird. The, the light, the, there's a house inside of a guy's head. Yes. I don't know what's going on. That's weird. Yeah. That scared me. And these yep. kids are just these kids. You know, those kids and their hip hop radio music and, and their baggy <laughs> jeans. It's just it's too much for me, Elena. Those whippersnappers. Those whippersnappers are just too much for me out here. I don't know. It's, it's I don't. True. I don't, I don't get it. And it's the you know, internet. It's yeah. gotten like. <laughs> We need to close the internet just, until we figure out what the down. hell is going on. We Let's need to take close a break. it. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure. We'll form a committee and we'll yeah, figure it out. We got exactly. <laughs> we, we can put some limiters on this on this internet. There's too much information out there. It is crazy <laughs> what you can find though, because we we did like uh, the Moore's murders and uh, Ian Brady and Myra Hindley, yeah. and I remember while researching that. I was researching just like typing in something about the case, and I went to the Google Images to get like a picture of him. I think. And what popped up was a picture that I never wanted to see that was part of the case. And I could not say it enough on the, and I remember Ash found the same one accidentally. We could not say it enough on the podcast. Like, do not Google image this. Like, <laughs> it will pop up and you won't be able to not see it. Like, please don't. And it's like, the fact that that can just pop up. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. It's just <laughs> available. It's, yeah. it's just why 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 are why? these these are these are case photos why, why are they on this? google images it's <laughs> like it feels wrong it really yeah. does <laughs> now speaking of your co-host and niece ash yes um she is 10 years your junior yes what was one of the first scary movies you passed down to her as sort of her rite of passage into the world of weirdo if you will that's a really good question because I think it's still one of her favorite movies to this day, actually. And it's not like scary, scary, but for her age, it was definitely scary. It was The Craft. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's still one of my favorite movies. It's so good. And, it, you know, like they sell The Craft t-shirts at Urban Outfitters and stuff, but I don't think people appreciate no. The Craft enough. So uh, good. Feruza Balk? Oh, Is that, that her, right? Yes. And a fantastic performance i didn't Goddess i don't think level. she was in enough things no i don't think her career did what it should have done when she's uh confronting that girl and she's like liar liar, liar. she's yes. and she's like smacking herself in the head and her head's just flying around oh my god that movie is insane she is everything 
Oh, she's so good. And it's very much in that realm of, of a scream where it's like making fun of itself, making yep. fun of high school slasher movies, which we're going to go down another one of these. This is going to happen a few I more times. <laughs> I, I feel like that's what got lost in horror movies in the last like 20 years is like the fun part of it. Like, yes, they keep remake like the, they made a remake of Jason in like 2009. And it yep. was it was like, we're going to be dark and tell the story. I was like, no, have teenagers <laughs> walking around and being like. You're stupid, and this this exactly. school is dumb. That's the part of the, and then that guy gets killed. Really cool. That's the and fun then you're like, that we're. Yeah, yeah I don't want to see. No, I'm gritty, Jason, and I, you know everybody's covered in soot, and that you know like, and they did the same thing with the Freddy Krueger remake, where yep. they want, we're going to give more of a backstory. I hated so you, that so much. Like well, I don't I did need not to want that. Don't make him more of a pedophile. Like no, I just. I, just, just allude to it. Alluding exactly. to it is fine. It's like, we don't need to, let's go into deep detail. Just the suggestion of that in the original, was I was like, oh, okay, that's good. Good enough it's for enough. me. <laughs> like, it's enough. That's all I, you need. Hate him. I will, I will go out on a limb hot take. I think I think Freddy versus Jason was the last great like slasher movie. I fully agree with this. It I got it. Freddy versus Jason, like I will defend that movie. That it's movie so got good. it. Yeah, that it movie got it. It's like, it made listen. made fun of itself. It it's called Freddy versus do. Jason. I wasn't <laughs> exactly. coming to be like, where, what's the cinematography up on what's, this? How we do it? <laughs> what is it going to be their commentary on society? Like, <laughs> no. I mean, like, no. I want to see the big guy fight the dream guy. I want to yes. see the big guy in dreams. I want to see the dream guy in real life. Exactly. Kelly Rowland's in it. Like, I was like, yes, oh, so do good. it. <laughs> R&B celebrities. Like, <laughs> it's great. Uh, have a weird uh, n- nod to Alice in Wonderland. Whatever, man. Like, have, have a party fun in a with cornfields while oh my serial God, killers man. on the loose. Yes, the like, the aspect of the dreams made it where it was like anything could happen, and you don't yeah. know if this is the dream, this is real. It was so, so fun. Fun. That's exactly and, what it was. And I don't know the last time. You know what? I lied. Uh, what's the Vince Vaughn movie? Oh, um, freaky. That movie's really fun. That really. That brought is it back. the most recent one that I've seen where yep. I go. This movie gets sometimes everything doesn't have to be an A twenty four. Black and white, exactly. you know, like really weird, complex. obscure. Yeah, no. How about just kill people, crazy kills, Final Destination type of stuff? That's yeah. what horror movies should be sometimes. Like Happy or a lot Death of the times. Day. Yes. Like just, just shenanigans. Just give me like a bunch of ridiculous kills. I'm here for shenanigans. I no like my horror. <laughs> I like my horror movies like Jackass, like Jackass, <laughs> but but move, but horror movie. And I'm and I'm having a good time. That's there's a place for art and there's a place for fun. Exactly. You got to be in the mood for like a really intense horror movie. Who wants to watch The Witch on a <laughs> on a date, date night, that's, movie that, night? You know, like, down. come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> what, are we, what, are we, what are we doing here? That's like a litmus test for your your date, if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, like, oh, it's you're like pretentious. How we react. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to watch this Swedish house uh, horror movie. <laughs> like, uh, no. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like... Like, I would never have a girl over and be like, you want to watch... Have you seen the movie The Lamb? I haven't seen it, but I've watched, like, a million clips of it because I'm so intrigued but so horrified it is, by it. It is... It is ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's like a... It's artistically, I guess it's good, but it's like, I would never sit down with a big bowl of popcorn and be like, let's watch this... <laughs> this Finnish, whatever. Like, it's it's like from exactly. Iceland. Let's, let's watch this Icelandic horror movie together. <laughs> And discuss what this, the It'd imagery so did for you. you know, let's, let's let's break this down afterward. Like, no, I'd be let's like, just I watch don't something. Do that. 
Let's at watch all. House of a Thousand Corpses. Let's, oh, yes. Now let's we're having watch, a party. Let's watch Devil's Rejects. Come on. Let's yes, go. let's watch a movie. We can talk over it while it's happening yes. and be like, that's crazy, right? And where we can that's laugh a- at totally inappropriate moments of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get it. You get it. Right? You get it. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. An autopsy technician. What are some of the most frequently performed tasks of your profession? That's a good question too. So I think the thing I do that I do the most is take, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy, but I take brains out. So that's like the thing that they've tasked me with a lot because I think I'm just like efficient at it at this point, (laughs) which is now it's like kind of second nature to me but at first I remember being like how do we do this what are you talking about because the way that you do it is you basically their head is kind of propped up on a neck block and you want to make an incision that is around the back of the head Uh, it's going to like connect the temporal bones of the skull and then you want to flay back the scalp to kind of pull it forward over their face (laughs) oh wow that's gnarly it's gnarly but it's it's weird too because it's really easy when someone doesn't have a lot of hair or they have short hair but if they have long hair I never and I don't know if this is everybody but this is my like personal quirk I guess is that like I I can't cut someone's hair I feel bad cutting someone's long hair so I'll always try to part it in a way that I'm cutting not the hair that can get tricky but I feel like it's important Maybe that's an oddly respectful me. thing that you do. It's yeah, I just feel like I'm like that's their hair. They took a long time growing that. Now hair. let's get that. Now let's get that brain out. And then you know what? We'll get <laughs> the brain. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and pick. I mean, <laughs> this hair. Listen, I'm this. It smells like Aussie. I'm sure yeah. they've taken care. of It seems like they've done a deep condition. Right. I'm gonna move. Let's part this to the side now. Let's get that brain exactly. out of that scalp. Let's <laughs> out of that skull. Let's pop that out. Because autopsies can be very brutal. So I feel yeah. like because like, it's you have to be because it's just the way it is. But I feel like if you can do, and I know a lot of people I work with are this way that like the little things you can do to maintain their respect and like just remember that they're a person and that like you know you'll be there someday so like you want someone to respect you that way i think that's definitely important that's very karmic it's that's that's, yeah. that's a beautiful thing that you do now <laughs> what does a brain feel like if you could if there's a way you can as somebody who's never held a brain what is it texturally weight wise are so, ba- our brains bigger smaller i would say they're they're right where you think they are i feel like 
like it's but like across like, the board or like you know i have a bigger is that a thing or is that more of like an intellectual thing is the brain are the brains they're obviously like there's a child or something yeah. but like a like an adult brain is it around the same size they're always, pretty or? much around the same size i don't see like tons of variety in size but i'd say it's like definitely heavier than you think it's gonna be like it's very <sighs> much like i'm trying to think of exactly what i could compare it to it's kind of like holding something that has been saturated with water that kind of mm. weight like it. a sponge like yeah, a, like like a, a big very sponge. intense sponge that's just completely mm. saturated with water <laughs> so it feels like that kind of weight to it oh but it is fascinating when you hold it in your hand and you're like this is everything like this yeah. is everything a person is right here like mm. it's wild when you look at it that way that's profound yeah yeah now here's another controversy hot take um, I don't like Valentine's Day for many reasons, but one of which being, I think that the human heart is really interesting and cool looking. Same. And this fake Hallmark bullshit that corporate America has put on onto the world is bullshit. I think a heart, the real heart, shows the complexity of the emotions of, of I think it would be better served to, 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 to depict how complex love is as opposed to this like, but... With a point I at the end of it. could not agree more with this statement. Anatomical hearts are so much more beautiful than what you said, a butt. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks like an upside down butt. And I actually made my husband, like, because we don't really sell, like, we'll just be like, happy Valentine's Day. Like, we're not a Valentine's as you, as Day. As you should. It's you know? a holiday to get people to spend money. <laughs> it really is. We've never been, like, super Valentine's Day. But I remember one year when we were, I think we were engaged and I like, and I had time. So I, before we had kids, I like made out of clay a little anatomical heart for him and like stuck it onto a little like plaque thing yeah. and gave it to him. And it just said like, here's my heart on like this little, but it was a fully anatomical heart. And he was like, okay, <laughs> it's like, thanks so much. But I was no, like, it's so that, much better. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Um, how many hearts have you seen? And I'm just fascinated. I could ask this all day. Organ, <laughs> how many, are, is a heart something you usually take out or? Yes. So I've had tons of hearts, which are, to me, hearts are the most fascinating because those are, can vary in size, I would say. Like yeah. your heart is kind of the size of your fist. Like whatever your fist is, that's usually what your heart is. So some people do have big, what look like bigger hearts, but it's like, you know, it's proportional. It's like anatomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> when you look at, because to take it out too, you have to cut so many different vessels and mm. you can't just like rip it out of there. And so when you, the amount of things you have to cut and slice through and like gingerly take off and you have to take it out of the epicardium, like the, you know, what's around the heart and mm. It's like you have to be so gingerly about it, even when they're dead. So, and when you hold it, you see all of those different vessels and all those different arteries. And like, you're like, this thing just works. Like, yeah, you know, you, it's like, like an it's, engine. It's always amazing holding it because you're like, how does our body just know what to do here? It's insane. I'll have an existential crisis whenever I think about it too much, but I'm just like, every day that I wake up, I, I push out the thought of the idea that, yeah, your brain is like, get up, pick your hand up, grab the water walk your foot goes this Go, way breathe. eat food yeah like just <laughs> like, and it's all just it's it's like inherent yeah. and it's it's crazy to me and when i think about it too much it, it really is like oh my god the complexity of man you know and so yes. I, I, I i try not to dive too deep into it because it will 
make me spiral. I know it's <laughs> so, like space when you get too yeah. far into it. You're like, oh, this is too much for me. Yeah. I love it, but I can't. <laughs> like those those videos where they keep pulling out. They're like, oh, this is Earth. The this scale. is the universe. This is another. You're. This is you. And then they. By the time they pull out, you're just Hate like a, a star in the sky. <laughs> Literally. And that's the whole galaxy that oh. you exist in. And you're like, no, no, I delete can't. it, delete this. I need to watch something else. Yeah, I'm like, I need to feel important. <laughs> I can't like. <laughs> I need to matter to myself yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the human body is. It does the same thing to me as as space. Yeah, it's which wild. Is like, it just knows what to do, and it knows also, like um. Like, for example, and this is a crazy example, but when I had my twin girls, I had to have, like, two blood and uh, transfusions afterwards. So I was, like, not in a great state right afterwards. Yeah. And I don't remember a lot of it because I think I was just, like, out of it. But I, basically what was happening was my body was shutting things down because it was like, oh, I think she's dying. So we should shut things down oh, to wow. conserve energy. So we can try to make her not die. Like our, my doctor was like <laughs> telling me about this afterwards. Yeah. I was like, yeah, your kidneys shut down. Like, cause your kidneys, they were like, okay, let's just hold in all the nutrients we can and maintain all this energy because I think she's dying. So let's just hold on to these. And it was like, how does your body just know? I was like, my body just like knew that. Like, it was just like, we should do That's this. Insane. Self, it's self-preserves yeah. better than, better than, better than, better than anything. I also like so the idea wild. that I, I'm sure you do this, but also I love doctors that do this as well when they're like, do you know, do you know birds? Well, your heart is like a bird. And when it's really thirsty, the bird needs to it like just find these like, ways to like oh. dumb things down. And you're like, yes. you made that really. Thank you. Yeah. Like, you thank you for the. I do know birds. So thank oh, yeah. you. Hey, listen up, dum-dum. Your toes are like penguins. And when the, when they you need to go. Right? Yeah, you like penguins. Well, every toe on your foot is like a penguin. And you're like, oh, I get it now. That's like, what okay. gangrene is. You know, <laughs> cool. like, Thank you, doctor. And they're like, here's a lollipop. And, and uh, so I always like when people with vast amounts of knowledge can go, here's a dumb way to, to, to say it. And that's also why I love Neil deGrasse Tyson, because he's like, I'm oh, not going to do that. Exactly. I'm going to I'm like, gonna tell you about dark matter. You're not going to find exactly that Exactly. <laughs> I've been reading his book for like, six months now i started reading it and i was like i do the audiobook and he's like the vastness of space and these are this is a quark unit i'm like i don't know he's like this is a quartz galaxy he just tells you what they are and I'm like, oh, let me go pause google like, that wait a second i read an entire article about what quark is in relation to space I love then i that. go back i'm like press play on the book again and he says another thing i'm like all right, thanks, you're Neil. Like, all right. go. You're taking Astros. an entire yeah. college course. Right <laughs> yeah, it's like Jesus. I just wanted to learn about. Are you gonna talk about aliens or something? No, he's like, no. let me tell you about space <laughs> in its entirety, and there are no metaphors to dumb this down for you. I'm giving it to you raw. That's what I love, so. <laughs> and I love his total like confliction, like how him and Bill Nye, the science guy, are like friends, but they have yes, their completely but that, but Bill is. I would love to read a he's Bill Nye book. I think I'm too one. probably too old for it, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like static electricity is when you and your friend are the best of friends and you never want to go away from each other. I'm like, thank. You're like, yeah, I get it. Is. it. I get That's that. exactly what it's. I get that. I understand that. I do a podcast with my best friend. Thanks, cool. Bill Nye. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, now in 2018. You and Ash started your podcast, Morbid. We did. Two questions. What was the podcast that gave you permission to dip your toes into the medium? And what were your expectations? So 
we yeah we started in 2018 we started with zero expectations <laughs> we had... as, as as we all as we all should <laughs> i feel like we all should because yeah. we we were like this will just be fun because we talk about this anyways and you know, I was like, I'm sure, you know, my husband, I was like, I'm sure he's getting sick of hearing me be like, can I just tell you about this case really quick? Because he was like, cool, like, just really, like, uh, and I was like, you know, Ash loves talking about this with me. We do it anyways. And I had been listening to, I think the two podcasts that, like, I started with were Last Podcast on the Left. Sure, uh, yes. And I loved them. And I was always, yes. like, in awe of Marcus and his research ability. Like, that was my, like goalpost i was like i gotta get to marcus level that's yeah. just i still am at that where i'm like i'm just always reaching for marcus parks level <laughs> that's where i am wwmd right what would he do and <laughs> and then uh the other one was lore with aaron Mankey. yeah and that one is like you know very different tones so different and i yeah. wanted our podcast to have a mech like a little bit of a mix of that because yeah. i was like you know, last podcast on the left, they have so much fun, but they are also respectful. And, you know, they tell Marcus does that amazing research. So I was like, I really yeah. want that. And I want to be, I want to have fun in the places where it's where okay have to fun. have fun, like at the expense Absolutely. of the bad guys and yes. never at the expense of a victim or a victim's family member. But then like lore is such like really cool, just like spooky storytelling and the music and, and, the, yeah. music and like, I love spooky history and I love when true crime and history can combine. So yes. I really wanted to do more of that, which I think we've done more recently. I've been able to like really like latch on to cases from like the 1800s and stuff that are just like crazy <laughs> insane. Yeah. And so I think we just wanted to mold those two together a little bit. And of course, you know, we were listening to my favorite murder when we were first starting and, they were just like pioneering like two women doing this so they were just like trailblazers in that sense and then those were the ones that i really started with i think that's where it really began with the true crime podcast at least yeah i would agree i mean i i i tell people all the time i mean um i was i would listen to like a you know a case file or oh, you know case something file. that's another one yeah something serious and but it never it never made me go Oh, I can talk the way that I talk about this stuff in my house. Yeah. I can do that and maybe build a community of people and they we all can talk about stuff and trade stories and all that stuff and it was my favorite murder that that gave me the permission for right. sure, you know, because it just it, you know, and this is not in an this isn't an attack cuz it's what they do the best. It's like it felt like regular people. It didn't yeah. feel like I needed to have a degree or be exactly. a, de a detective or something. Like it just felt like if you are interested in this, you can talk about it yeah. and, 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 and speculate and obviously be respectful. And then like, you know, in the case of me and Fran, you know, we might go off on a tangent about the, uh, the new fake chicken from KFC and talk, <laughs> exactly. you know, like, talk about that for five minutes and then talk, you know, and then go into some interesting stories. So yeah, no, um, as far as expectations, I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. If you go into this and you're like, I uh, trademarked the name <laughs> yep. immediately and I've, <laughs> I've started an LLC and we're going to start making merch day one. It's like, oh, the, yeah. you're, it's just not, you're not doing it for the right reasons. It's like, a if recipe you don't... for disaster because that's all yes. you're going to be focused on. And instead of just like making it awesome. Like, I won't I won't say names, but I'll tell an anecdotal story of this <laughs> this podcast that, that I've been following along with because it just it just turned into such a chaos. Oh man. 
they had a they they had a name. Another podcast had a name. They the other podcast was bigger than them, and it started around the same time. But let's but let's go ahead and say the other podcast did all the stuff. <laughs> they made trademarked the name, and which the is stuff. it's 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 a very but it's it's like it would be like trademarking a uh, bada bing bada boom. Oh, you know, it's no. like a, it's like a thing. Yeah. It's not a unique. It's not like their name isn't in it or something. It just was like they they trademarked a, a very u- well Broad, common like, used name. Yeah. And they like started a podcast war and threatened to sue this other this podcast that is and I don't want to do a, a clout thing, but I'm just saying like this podcast, if they would have said anything, this other up and coming podcast, they would destroy them just by saying like, yeah. hey, these people are being gross and trying to sue us and everything. Yeah. Long story short, behind the scenes, this was happening for months. And then eventually the up and coming podcasters were like, listen, we'll lease you the name and you will take like a percentage of your merch, if, you know, and, and you can, we can do like a collaborate. They like had this whole, they were like, oh, so it was like a business, it was like a business proposal. Yeah. And on the other end, the big podcast was like, listen, we've been trying to be like, hey, <laughs> we don't want to destroy your dreams by uttering your name in but. a negative light, but you've gone too far now. And then they did it on an episode and it like, it tanked oh, their reviews no. on Apple, but it was, I was, I felt so bad because I feel like if you're a creative, you should create, like you, yeah. you, if you have a thing that you want to express, you should do it. But it felt like they lost sight of that in exactly. trying to build the business part of it. Yes. And it's like, if you create the two of you can exist, especially since you're doing very different things. It's exactly. not like they were even in the same genre. It just is a name. Like you just focus on the creative part and, and that, that'll be the focus. That's the thing. Yeah, and and so I always that's my first advice to people. I go, if you want a podcast because you want a podcast, do it. It's really easy. Yeah. Get cheap equipment and just do it. Don't think about spending thousands of dollars out of the gate. Exactly. Spend ninety dollars. Use your iPhone. Yeah. Is, just make it. Just make it, and that's the first step. And the, and then you grow, and that that that'll carry you on, and you'll know if it's even something you like. Why invest money and time, and then you start you do five podcasts, and you go. I suck at this. I, like, I don't uh, do like this. objectively, <laughs> I am hearing, I hear me and I go, this is uh, boring. <laughs> so you should do 10 before you even think about like, let's expand, oh, yeah. buy new equipment. It just is, it just is a, it was, it was a crazy thing. So I always try to tell people do it because you love it and because it's fun Yeah, and everything else will fall into place. And it's also like a thing where, cause I see a lot of like, um, like a lot of creators, it's like you should, there's room for everybody like up at the top of the charts like and if somebody's at like we are very lucky that we have managed to get up there somehow and like we are very aware of the luck that is involved in that and like the and obviously we do a lot of hard work but a lot of people do a lot of hard work and it's just yes. getting the ears on your but sometimes they just it's nothing to do with whether the podcast is great or not it's like people just aren't hearing it because they're not seeing yeah. it so we have been trying to like because there's room where like I want everybody to be able to do this like full yes. time if they want if they're doing the hard work like we were just talking about like Generation Y and now they're because they were another one that I was listening to like way back when and they do such yeah. good work and they work so hard and they've they're such a big podcast yeah. but I was like they shouted us out and we shouted them out and then I think like we both like went up the charts a little bit and yeah. I was like, see, that's fun. Like, we can do this together. And like Murder, She Told, we were just talking about. It's like this great New England podcast. And she she just finally got like a ton of ears on the on her show. And it's like, 
I don't see like like I like when creators will do that with each other like we'll recognize that like we can both be up here like you don't need yeah. to like gatekeep you know people's that ears a, you know like you've, it's like you've, you've, everybody you've, can you've, listen you've walked us into a very interesting uh topic and I would like to hear your thoughts on this because I don't know what your experience has been so I've been, we've been podcasting since 2017 it's it's been all fun but we we are i'm very much like um in my own world yeah you know i don't i don't i don't i don't get caught up in other podcast success i root for them but i'm not like comparing and any of that no. stuff and i found a lot in the indie podcast space that when you say the word gatekeeping there's a lot of like aside from you know if you're just stealing people's scripts obviously yeah. that's terrible <laughs> yeah. that's, you're stealing people's work but there's a lot of like, well, I just covered that story uh, mm -hmm. uh, a month ago and now this podcast is covering it as well. And yep. it's like, <laughs> you know, we don't own these people. These are no. these are real people. These like we don't own stories. Not yeah, ours. these are those people's stories. We're just telling them. And I've seen a lot of that like scatty side eye like, oh, you're covering that case. Well, we just covered it two oh, weeks yeah. ago so you know yeah and so like has you have you had you know obviously you, you guys have found your own lane and you guys are doing great but like on the journey up did you find any of that like oh for sure cattiness you know yeah there was definitely and it uh, a few times I remember at one point when we were like just coming up we would we would cover a case it happened like twice I don't know how like two weeks apart from last podcast on the left like or mm. like a week apart so obviously and, and and like people would be like you know oh they just cut you're just like doing what they were doing and I was like I don't have their schedule like I don't yeah I wish I taught I wish I was friendly with them enough to be like hey guys what are you doing next week <laughs> like I was like we don't know like why would I do that and also it was like it's just coincidence it's gonna happen we're gonna hit the same case every once in a while of and, course and also it was like but then also I'm like well now you just get to listen to two different versions of that story like yeah nobody's doing that on I don't know anybody who's like oh that podcast did that last week let's do that case like yeah nobody I know does the, that the least. intention if anything is the <laughs> if anything the intention is the opposite exactly like if I knew one. yeah if I knew what somebody was going to talk about exactly. I would not I would talk about something different yeah but really the at the core of it you know especially when you go to these conventions and you and you go to you know you do these live shows and stuff and you meet people the the main point is that family member, if you're doing it respectfully, if you're telling their story in a way that, you know, covers all the bases, especially if it's a cold case or a missing persons case, they want as many podcasts as possible and as many news exactly. uh, publications as possible to be discussing the story. So yeah. as long as they're telling it truthfully and respectfully. Exactly. If you're not being salacious and disrespectful, they want their stories to be told in a way that gets more eyes on the case that could help solve it or bring new information. Of so, course. you know, and, you know, obviously you can't control like listenership and, you know, fan. I hate that. Yeah, word, but, you know, I know. Your fan base or whatever. But um, that would be my like what I say to people that listen to our podcast. Like, don't ever speak on behalf of of us because. You're probably wrong. <laughs> I, like, I always let them like I always like them like I'm whatever you th you're like. They'll be like, did do you think that like um with the Lauren Smith Fields case? First of all, the arrogance of oh if if I thought that our podcast, our middle of the road podcast, for somebody to message me and go, do you think ABC News is talking about this case because you talked about it on your podcast? It's like no, <laughs> like, and don't no. go on the ABC <laughs> News uh, Facebook 
comments and and say like you know affirmative murder talked about this weeks ago you're like don't do that <laughs> yeah, like, you're like don't no. you, the case please is don't out do there. that it needs to be out <laughs> there <laughs> this is uh, this is great that they're discussing yeah. it and they didn't get it they didn't get it from us <laughs> don't like think that like, <laughs> trust me they did not yeah take i it. promise you it, it didn't happen that way <laughs> if anything no. it's the other way around exactly because it's abc news <laughs> so, yeah, right yeah it's just, <laughs> just like what they did not do uh, that. I, but I just but but that's what i love about podcasting is like you people they like they, the people that listen to you. They think the world of you. Like they really respect your opinion, and 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 they and they go to bat for you. And that's that's the cool part of it. But it can get like um, some. That's why I don't like using word the words like fans and stuff. I like know. That I, I hate using like, that word too. It's just we're just we're we're just people. I'm in my that's house. That's where we're just like, like weirdos, listeners. Like you guys are like our friends. We're just hanging yes. out. Like yeah, because I don't ever want somebody to hold me to a standard that I can't live up to. Yeah, and I don't feel like I'm above anybody listening to the show. Like I feel like we're all on the same level. That's why you're listening. You want to you want to talk about this just like we do. So it's like we're all in the same right here. <laughs> yes. I think it goes awry when it goes the other way. When people start thinking they're above, yeah, you start smelling your own shit, and you're like, "I am the voice (laughs) of the people." I solved cases. So I let people. I tell people every week, man, I'm dumb as fuck. I dropped out of college. (laughs) Don't don't listen to me. Don't don't take my read it. Go Google it after. I I like when people are like, you know, you got this wrong. I'm like, I know that. I know I got it wrong. Please remember that I'm not the voice of reason in this situation. (laughs) I'm I'm just a dude. Yeah, I'm just a dude. I have like wing sauce on my shirt. Why are you? I'm not the guy. Go read up on a real investigative person. To I'm just I'm just like a somebody reading from a scroll in a in a plaza. Like somebody else wrote. You know, somebody else handled all the dirty work. I'm just giving it to you guys. So don't take me as. Yeah, I'm just passing along. Don't take me as like, you know, you have a responsibility. No, no, please do not. My only responsibility is to learn every week and correct the mistakes that I make. I don't have a responsibility to inf- to inform people better than they can be in- informed themselves. That's 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 not my job. And that's that's the best way to do it too. Is just to learn. Like I, we are constantly learning. We are constantly evolving the podcast to be what it needs to be. Because if we were just doing it the same and not listening to what anybody had to say, we we would there's no way we would be where we are where we have Absolutely. to listen to and so it's i mean it's constantly going to evolve and change but it's and it's i think it's smart to be like i learn every single week i learn i learn pronunciations that i constantly get wrong <laughs> sometimes i'm like i don't know what to tell you like i i don't i can't learn every single you know town in the united states how to say it. <laughs> i'm from boston yeah. i'm going to say things a certain way sometimes <laughs> unfortunately that's just the way it is but when it comes to like learning about you know somebody will email us and be like oh that was a great episode but just to let you know like you didn't really know about this and I'm like ah and I always feel like damn it like I missed that and I'm like crap but it's like then I just take that into the next episode and I make sure I exactly it stays in my head and I remember it but you're always like damn it I got it wrong Doing podcasting because I'm a, I'm a defensive person by nature. Me too. I have a ten I'm a, I have a tendency to be like, well, I'll have you know, like that's like I'm that's always my first response to be like, well, how about this? You know, so I've learned and I've gotten better at, the, you know, because those butts come all the time. Yep. Love you guys, but mm-hmm. it's Murfreesboro, Tennessee, <laughs> and you said Murfreesboro, and it's like you're like, damn it. I don't. I've never been there. I'm never gonna go there. Exactly. But you know, instead of that, I go. 
Thank you. I yep. go, my favorite thing, I go, noted. Noted. That's what I say. <laughs> when, whenever, this is a little trade secret. I let people know this that are listening. Whenever I say noted to you, I deleted a paragraph of me being like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't go to college for, uh, I'm not an English major and I didn't say that word correctly and I don't know about geography. It's like, no, delete that. Delete, I'm like, noted. Delete, noted. Okay. <laughs> Rule, 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 rule. Oh, so I should say it like it's rule. Thank you very <laughs> like, much. Right. I, th thank you for that. I appreciate you, kind person. Thank you for supporting the show. But I deleted a whole. That's, ooh, I burned you but up. That's growth. That is growth because <laughs> yeah. I am naturally the exact same way. I'm a very defensive person, and in the beginning of the podcast, it was like my like Achilles heel that I would like yeah. snap as soon as like criticism. Mm -hmm. came. I was like. Argh. And then and now I look back and I'm like, oh, gross. Like, I'm like, that was a really yeah. gross way to be. Like, I'm like, yeah. I, now I understand why that was not okay. And it's like, I think the podcast being like where we are now, like it's helped me as a human not be so <laughs> quick to be like, well, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's been so helpful for that. So honestly, I thank our listeners for that because I'm like, thank you for teaching me patience. <laughs> yes. Start a podcast. The growth, yeah. the growth will be immense. You won't even believe it. Yeah, at the core of it, what it is, is is that this is why text messages and, and emails are so dangerous because for me, as soon as I hear any element of criticism, the entire email is like, mm, yep. well, I love your podcast <laughs> and I think it's so great and you guys are so good at what you do, but, but how about next time you do this better? I'm like, oh, you're just condescending me right now? <laughs> like, wanna, what is happening Are we doing right this? For, so you want to go? <laughs> so... Years of doing this has like mellowed me a bit yep. and I now do not, I'm not as quick to snap and be like, well, here's why I did it. And that's, <laughs> and if I explain it to you with enough words, you'll understand why I did it and you'll feel dumb and you <laughs> don't ever say anything again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, now speaking of the podcast and the growth and everything, what was the first, what the fuck moment for you, um, in your meteoric rise in the success of your podcast? I can remember this perfectly actually, cause we got an email from um a listener and his name was mason and he had a podcast too like um that was like i think it was a true crime podcast too and mm -hmm. he emailed us at like the email we had set up for the podcast and it was the first email we had gotten that was like actually someone being like i've been listening to your podcast it was like we only i forget how many episodes we had it was like quite a bit but like we hadn't really heard any feedback that much and he wrote this big, long, like really sweet email that was just like, I love it. And I keep, I've listened over and over and I'm telling my friends about it. And I remember just being like, oh my God, like this person who we don't know has listened to these is telling us that it's like, it's like brightened their day. Like they were like, oh, yeah. it's like made me laugh when I needed to laugh and blah, blah, blah. And then to say like, I told everyone I know about it, I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is, I remember we told like everybody in our family, we were like, look at this so cool and even now like when things happen I can't get it because I just like it's total imposter syndrome of just like when cool things happen I'm just like, <laughs> like what what do you mean like, yeah. like when other podcasters want us to come on or like anything I'm like really like you want to yeah. talk to me I fully get that because I have a tendency and I've been working on it in, in the last year and it really has been uh it's a good thing that I made the switch in my brain and I'm going to try to be consistent about it. But I, for years have been very much like, I don't float around in any type of accolade or, uh, you're on this list of thing. I go, Oh, cool. Next. Let's just <laughs> awesome. keep going. 
you know, but like because it isn't it is imposter syndrome for me. I go, I don't know. I think they just put us on there because it's Black History Month. <laughs> um, so that <laughs> whatever. It's uh, they don't really listen to it. They don't they don't really like us. And uh, this we're not this we're just we're not professional podcasters. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't share that with me. I don't care. Um, and I've been doing that for so many years. But in the last year, we've had. Um, like, you know, d- different bumps in success, the different level, different successes than w- the ones that I've been able to like brush off right as, off. you know, yeah. And I've been able to sit in them and appreciate, you know, that we've been working and sharing stories and meeting all these people. And those, those emails you talk about where people go, I listen to your podcast. It gets me through an eight hour workday yes. and I hate my job. And it's like, man, like, I get right. that. You know what I mean? Like, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> You know, yeah, that's awesome that, you know, because I'm always looking for something to get me through my work day. Exactly. And the idea that we're that for somebody else is like, man, all right on. Yeah. Man. But I used to I used to go, oh, whatever. I, that, that That's just something people say. That's not real. But now I'm like, no, if somebody took the time to write it, they mean it. Exactly. And I think that, you know, um, for anybody doing a podcast, you should, you know, rep- appreciate the recognition that comes. For sure. Because it is genuine because, yeah. you know, these podcasts, you're in people's ears all day. Like, you know. Your perspectives are, if they are listening to you for multiple episodes, you guys are very, um, they're very similar to you in the way that they think. Exactly. Because if you were a complete polar opposites, nobody wants to listen to somebody no. all day that they don't have the same kind of thought process or beliefs as. Exactly. So these are people who think very similar to you and they respect your opinions. And so when they take the time out of their day to go, hey, man, I really appreciate what you do. And thank you. And you're, you, what you're doing is really needed. And so you, you should take that to heart. And yeah. in the last year more so, I've been really like sitting in those moments more. And I think that everybody should do that. Yeah, I think so, too. Because I think, too, when like creators, like like just any creator, I think when it becomes a thing where it's not shocking or like, whoa, like mind blowing when like cool things yeah. happen, like that's when you maybe You're smelling need the to, shit. Yeah. yeah you need to take a step back and i think because i never want it to get to a point where we're just like oh just another like amazing opportunity <laughs> like yeah just like whatever of, of course you want us to be on uh, yeah, like, this oxygen television exactly. show we're us it should constantly make you want to fall over because that and it, and it keeps it like that's why we're working so hard for it because i'm like this is wild and it feels like magic in our hands. And we're like, I'm not dropping this by getting like this giant ego about it. Cause it's like, no, part of this was luck and we need to be, we're very humbled in the, the fact that we were just very lucky that people got it in their ears when they did. So it's like, we need to work hard to keep that and not rest on our laurels. (laughs) You're really, you're really good at steering. We're on the the same wavelength here. Yes. (laughs) Now, after everything you've mentioned, because we've been talking about imposter syndrome and a lot of things, now you're still an autopsy tech. Yes. <laughs> now, not not to pocket watch, especially during tax season, <laughs> but I have experienced I've I've experienced a fraction of the success that you guys have been experiencing in, in this medium, and yet on many a nights I contemplate if I would ever quit my job, and you know the thing that always leads me to through the thought process to know is that I have no idea why the fuck people listen to my podcast in the first place. (laughs) And so they could just stop in my mind. And so, you know, my job is a safety net. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, you can tell my self esteem is so high as you can tell, Elena. I, I my self esteem is through the roof. And people, I don't know why they listen to it. They can like, just stop tomorrow. It's, like, it's my, I think it's an accident. I don't know. Um, but are you still working because it's the smart thing to do, or or, or because you love it, 
or is there some part of you that fears the uncertainty of the long-term success of a podcast? I'd say it's a good mix of all of that because we also, I mean, I have three kids too, so I feel like I have a huge responsibility to like, cause my husband still works. Like we just, and I think we're both that way. Like I'm a Capricorn. So I'm like crazy about like security when it comes to everything. Like yeah. I'm very like, I can't just like pretend that this is going to work forever. Like I need to have a thousand backup plans. So it's definitely like security. I just feel right about that. Like just, this is what I'm doing and it's working right now, like schedule wise. So I'm like, why stop? And then, also, I don't hate it. Like, I don't hate that job. I love that job. So which makes it a lot easier because if I'm lucky in that sense, too, that like I have a job that outside of this that I genuinely love and genuinely like, you know, like surprises me and tests me and challenges me every time I go into it. And I think that's why I love it so much. It's never boring. Like, it's never just sitting in front of a computer and like tap, tap, tap. It's something different. Yeah, I don't hold brain. I don't hold brains. I don't hold brains at my job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think I'm just lucky that that is my other job too, and I don't. I think I want to do it as long as I can because I just love it, <laughs> and it does feel secure to me because I'm the same way. Like I like we were just talking about how we both have complete imposter syndrome <laughs> all the time. That I'm like. I don't know what's going to happen and people could move to another podcast and, you know, like maybe, you know, I don't know. So I don't want to count on one thing. I can never put all my eggs in one basket for sure. No, that, that makes, that makes complete and total sense. <laughs> and, and yet my, my biggest goal, because I, I don't, um, I'm a longshoreman. So like I work down at the port here in Baltimore and um, it's a very like, uninspiring job but the benefits are good the pay is good it doesn't allow me a creative outlet which is why I love being able to do podcasting because yeah. I can I can just go shut off my brain for eight hours and just drive around mm -hmm. and do whatever they need me to do I, there's no like real demand I don't have to have any particular skills to do my job so I really am just listening to podcasts and music and just you know getting through my day and then I come home and this job is where I get to be creative oh that's nice but I do but I do like I like that the job is so easy to do because it's so easy. It's not stressful. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just a nothing job. Like it doesn't, it doesn't like tax on me and it also doesn't inspire me. It's just like a mundane job. But because of that, it's like, why not work and get the benefits and the money and all that exactly. stuff and then ex express yourself creatively. If, like you said, like if, if, if there's a balance where it's like, I'm not able to do podcasting because this job is like draining me and I'm, I hate it and everything like yeah. that. But my co-host is a post office. He he works at at the post office, and my my goal, although he has children, and you know, um, I, I respect all the like. Oh, uh, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. If I can, if I can get him to be able to quit his job <laughs> and do this, oh yeah, it would be it would be like the highlight of my life. Oh, so I love it's, it's constant. <laughs> it's constantly in the back of my mind, like okay, like more content more different Just types of shows like what can I do to grow this to 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 get him out of the job that he hates yeah you know so yeah so that's always in the back of my mind and it is nice to be able to be home with kids too because my job allows me to do that because the autopsy stuff I really only do it like a certain day a week like fully and then I'm on call at night so it's when during the day I can be with them and when they're yeah. sleeping is usually when I get called in so it's like I don't really miss a lot of time with them either, which is another like great thing about my job. 
Because if I did, I think if it was like this and my job and I was missing all this time with them and I think that's when I would have to like start picking and choosing or taking away from one for the other. But luckily, um, again, luck. <laughs> pure luck. Pure pure luck is always, it always plays a big role. <laughs> run, run. It makes no difference. You can't escape your own mind. That is a quote from Mr. Adam Azamandias. Elena, how do you escape the intrusive thoughts that come along with discussing such horrific, tragic cases, what do you do to reset? So this is, this is something I think about all the time because there's certain cases for sure that just, like, because, and again, I go back to the Moores murders because that's the one that, like, I swear, like, hit me the hardest. It's kids. I think that's probably why we don't do a ton of kids' cases, but... We did a, I think I did four episodes on that one. So I was in researching that for like a month, like fully, just like fully like devouring anything I could on it. I was trying to get like transcripts for things. So I was reading these horrific transcripts about stuff. And I remember like by the fourth one, I was like, I I remember Ash was like, you look like just like war torn. Like you look like you need to take time like you got to get away from and I remember the next episode a couple of episodes we did after that were like spooky ghost stories and like something silly like something totally away from murder and but when it comes to getting away from it because that was just like so heavy on my mind I was constantly thinking about it I do like the polar opposite of it and I will literally sit down and watch like you know old episodes of America's Next Top Model or like something so ridiculous that I'll watch and be like and then I can just sit there and be like oh my god this was on tv like just sitting there like thinking about how stupid that was or like the girls next door or like something really dumb an episode of the hills or like Laguna Beach just something that like no part of my brain needs to be firing at any moment and I can only concentrate on how like silly everything is that's what I'll do can I tell you what I do please do I was just gonna ask this is a secret. I'm going to mute the microphone. No, I'm not. I'm gonna... <laughs> so w- I do a little bit of that. Like I, I have a tendency to like, I'll watch a Pixar movie yeah. or a cartoon Bob's Burgers or something. But when it gets really bad, it like it more so is like a, a buildup. Yeah. Like it might not be one particular case that where I'm like, man, the, the world is sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll pick a day where I don't have to do anything. And then I'll wake up like, you know, Let's say I wake up at 9.30. From 9.30 to like 11 o'clock, I'll go on YouTube and I'll look up um, families officially adopting their ki- uh, kids' oh, videos. Oh, that's and, brilliant. And vet- veteran veterans coming home and surprising their family oh, the, at like sporting events. The best videos. And I just, and I just sob <laughs> for like for like an hour. I just get it out there. I just get it out. I just have an emotional that's release. That's amazing. I'm just like, <laughs> This is beautiful. Oh my the world God, is the, the world. world is the world is a special, but there's good things that happen in the world. And I just cry happy tears. And that's like me taking the little pen and putting it in the back of those old phones and hitting that little button. Yep. Reset and it just button. boom resets me. <laughs> and I'm good to go. I wipe the tears from my face. I go have some Trader Joe's snacks, maybe some peanut butter pretzels, and then I'm I'm good to go. That's brilliant, and I might steal that. Please do. There, really are, there's a, there are a plethora of them on the yes. internet and every one of them will bring you to tea. I defy somebody to watch a video of somebody telling them, hey, I'm going to adopt you oh. and you not break down and cry <laughs> exactly. with your chin, your chin wrinkled 
quivering lip cry and then tell me that that wasn't a joyous uh, release of emotion and you don't feel better. Yes. You know, it's like it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. Like it, yes. it, it, it just is like a satisfying feeling to just cry at the joy of other people. That's so smart. Yeah, but I've been doing, we've been doing this for so long and so many cases that it really, at this point, I'm not desensitized, but it, it really, it would take like a real... Yeah. It would take a real dark case to get me in the dumps. That's like, how we, that's kind of where we are now. Like, it's definitely yeah. a buildup. Like you said, all of a sudden it'll just be like, oh my God, like everything's been such a bummer. That's when we usually switch to like a, a haunted place or like spooky roads <laughs> we'll do or like a listener tales episode where it's a little more like lighthearted and spooky I can get down with. So it kind of takes us into a better place. I think it like cl- clears off the dust a little. Elena, we end things here with a questionnaire uh, made famous by Mr. Bernard Pivot. Um, it's a series of questions meant to let people get a little insight into you and also for you to, you know, get your brain moving. I love a this. Bit. So what is your favorite word? Reticulum. Uh, if, if let's say, I know what that yeah. is. If somebody that was, was listening, didn't know what reticulum was, what would you say to that person? So part, part of a cell is an endoplasmic reticulum. Of course. And I don't know why, but that word just feels good. <laughs> just is a good feeling word. <laughs> yeah. Cell mitochondria. Yeah. I know things. You know, reticulum. reticulum. Yeah. So for those out there who didn't know, it's um, it's <laughs> about cells. It's about cells. Yeah, it just feels Retic- nice. It does. It's it's a very, it, you know, it's it's a five dollar word. It really sure. is. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a good one to pull out. I'm just going to say it. I, I'm just going to say just it. Randomly. Oh, reticulum. Just like, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> reticulum. Totally. Oh, yes. Oh, I got a discount. Oh, you guys 30 percent off reticulum. Uh, <laughs> what what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. That one's a harder one. I'd say my least probably. Probably. I'm not one of those people who doesn't like the word moist. That doesn't bother Mm. me as much. Yeah. But I would say maybe like soggy. Mm. Yeah, it made my face squinch up too. Because I don't like when things are soggy. Yeah, and it doesn't feel good to say soggy. I don't. I agree with you on that. It makes you like mm, when you say it. I'm not a fan. Yeah, <laughs> right? I'm not a. Yeah, you turn into grumpy cat. Yeah, yeah I'm not a. I don't. I don't. It's yeah, I don't like. Uh, I don't like soggy either. No. Uh, what is a quality that you love in people? The sense of humor. When people don't have a sense of humor, it bums me out in a big way. <laughs> it's that's it's such a strange thing because I I mean like I've obviously I've met people who. Okay. Oh, here's a question. Do you think that people who don't have a sense of humor? are worse than people who aren't funny Ooh. but try because that's more cringy it is somebody not having a sense of humor is like i'm stern but somebody who's not funny who's always trying to be a ham that's true that's irritating <laughs> like that that could be irritating but it's also Which like one they're trying. do you hate the lead <laughs> yeah yes sure. they're putting in <laughs> yeah. the effort at least yeah but it's like michael scott understands that 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 yeah. uh something is funny but he can't do it exactly that's better than somebody just going, that wasn't funny. Exactly. And it's like, this is hilarious. Yeah. This is objectively this, hilarious. This is what do you mean? Like, what do you, yeah. yeah. When somebody can't laugh or like just can't 
that irritates me to no end. Yeah. Like I need people to laugh. It's like somebody saying like, I don't really listen to music. Yeah. And what? it's like, no, what? No, that's not true. Are you a robot? <laughs> that's not true. My grandfather rides around without the radio on in the oh car. Oh my God. Just silence. Just listening to his own thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, and he's my grandfather by marriage, so I've only known him for like ten years. <laughs> so, like, so I don't, I, I'm like, you might have been a murderer. I'm you might have killed suspicious. somebody because that's just a strange, not even easy listening or yacht yeah. rock or something. Just faint on, even on like a on three, just in the distance, so not off. Something the radio is off. Mm-mm. I which I've never even, I don't even think I've ever seen where the center console it's is not just lit up. is black. <laughs> yeah. it's just black. It's just it's not on. No, that would stress that's, me out. That's that's insane. There's there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> there's something to explore there. there's ab- absolutely something to explore there uh what sound or noise do you love let's see what sound do i love i love the sound i'm terrified of the ocean but i love the sound of the ocean like waves it's a very soothing yes. sound to me even though i am absolutely horrified by the ocean <laughs> oh i frequently have nightmares about being oh, yeah. in, the, in the black the blackest oh, of seas it, yeah and I still have a beef with James Wan because he said that he was going to make Aquaman a horror movie before he started making it. Mm-hmm. And that is the most colorful, <laughs> flamboyant movie I've ever seen. I, was th- I thought I was going to see whales with barnacles on yeah. them and old rusty ships oh, and like be so scared. Cool. That's what I'm hoping The Little Mermaid is. I'm hoping The Little Mermaid is like, that I know it's going to be, it's for kids, but like, come on, let's have some old broken ships and some. The original fairy tales are dark as hell. So it would I be amazing think- <laughs> to go back to those. Um, what's what sound or noise do you hate? I actually hate a lot of sounds. I'm like one of those people. I hate the sound of slurping, like mm. or somebody chewing. Just food. mouth noises. Like mouth yeah. noises make me insane. Like a rage builds in me like nothing else. When that I can't handle it. Somebody that chews with their mouth open. Oh like, my god, it drives me uh, nuts. Punch it's you! Horrible. I'm gonna punch you in your stupid. Oh, it's the mouth. worst. And the thing, and kids innately do that. Like when obviously you have to teach them to chew with their mouth closed. And I'm always like, okay, just like inside, I'm like, just keep it in. And I'll just be like, chew with your mouth closed. And it's like, but in my, I'm like, that's the worst sound ever. How did I create that? And <laughs> but I also just hate loud sounds in general. Like I get very stressed out by loud sounds. If there's too much commotion, I'm like, ah, like immediately I'll be like, oh my god, I can't function yeah over overstimulation is hell. yeah i cannot physically like the sound of um styrofoam rubbing oh, against God, each, it yes. makes me it gave me goosebumps just oh, now just, just thinking it. about that yeah it, oh. I, I think i think it's probably the same as nails on the chalkboard which is i don't hear that very often but you get yeah. a box from amazon and you open it up and it's like oh, God, or having yes. to break it break it down and stuff i can't i have to get somebody else to do it or i just leave it way. intact and throw it in a bag fully oh I yeah can't i won't touch even it and touch rub it uh, it's 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 too much. As soon as it makes that squ- squeaky noise, like, I can't out. even think about it. Immediately, it's out. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to karaoke song? Go-to karaoke song. You know, I've never done karaoke in my entire life. Never done karaoke. I am thirty-six years old, and I've never done oh, karaoke. It's so fun. You and Ash would have so much fun doing karaoke. I feel like we would. And you know what? If I if I was to choose a song, it would definitely be like an Annie Lennox, like Eurythmics song. I feel. Yes. Sweet like dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah. Broken glass. I feel like it would yeah. be one of those. What profession other than yours would you like to t- attempt? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say I would like to attempt 
I would love to attempt, like, if I was going totally outside of, because I love, like, writing and stuff, but I would say if I'm going totally outside of my comfort zone here and what I would not think I would be that great at but want to be, I would love to, like, design clothes. At least attempt it. Because I'm always... Yeah. I loved Project Runway, like the original Project Runway. <laughs> Make it work. Make, it, <laughs> Make work. it work. Like Tim Gunn. I was all into that. And I remember just being like, wow. Like whenever they would make something and you see it on the runway, you're like, how did you do that? Like, I want to do that. I'm fascinated by anybody that can put something on page, for one, like art. Yes. But the idea that you can make this looks re- crazy. And then it's like, here it is. And then it's I just made it. poof. You can wear it now. <laughs> yeah. Not only did I design this, but I sewed it together. I put it to like fabricated it. It's like that or like special effects makeup is amazing to me. Ooh. Like Face Off. Have you seen oh, that man. show? I've seen Face Off. Such or, a but good also, show. there's a dating show where people are in prosthetic makeup and I, then they I go on blind dates. I haven't watched that, but I saw the, I, <laughs> the trailer. I watched one episode, but it took me out of it because I watched so many like behind the scenes of movies and I know how long it took them to yes. get like that. And the idea that they would want to go and have a margarita with Ugh. somebody after they've been in a chair for 16 hours. No. I know it's not a real date. Like, it's not it's no not way. a real dating show. Not that any of them are particularly real, but, but you could buy into like, the... You're like, no. They're, no. Like, the last thing they're like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Like, <laughs> my back hurts because I've been in a makeup chair. Yeah, and you're like, you can't breathe properly. And I know this. <laughs> they, have, they have, like, a dragon's nose. You're like... <laughs> like it sounds like they're pinching their nose while they're talking. They're like, oh yeah, I just really like uh, I, I really, really like West. I like I love Wes Anderson movies, and uh, you're like, this is not a real like, conversation. No. You <laughs> passed out twice in the makeup chair. Yeah. Like this is not. <laughs> but the art of it is amazing. Yeah, like watching Face yeah. Off, I was like, I want to do that so bad, and I don't think I yeah. ever could. That's that's why I like um, um, nailed it because I feel like oh, I you watch you watch a you watch Cake Boss, and you're like. I think I could do this I maybe. Do make a Bart Simpson cake. And they're like, yes. no, here's a show. This is what you would make. Yeah, this is exactly what, what it would come out like. This is how it would come out if you did it. Because <laughs> I always do that. I always have huge expectation for myself. Like, I'm always like, I can do that. And I'll like try to, like my kids' birthday parties. I'm like, no, we're not buying a cake. I will make you <laughs> making it. that Encanto cake. <laughs> like, I'm going to make the casita. Like, I can do it. And I tried to do it. It did not turn out yeah. right. But, you know, the effort was there. Like, but mom, I want a Peppa Pig cake and Peppa Pig will be on the cake. I'm going to make it. Don't worry. It's going to be perfect. I will do it. (laughs) I'm your mom. (laughs) Uh, What profession would you never want to participate in? Uh, Being a teacher. (laughs) It is a, it is a thankless job. I give teachers so much credit. Like it is. They should be paid. They should all be millionaires. Every single one of them should be millionaires. The idea that. Um, I've been on TikTok recently and the idea that these people are making the amount of money that they are dancing yeah. and a teacher who's responsible for the future of this country yes. has to buy markers out of their own pocket. Blows my It mind. infuriates me. So let alone yes. the idea of me having to get up and put on a brave face. Oh yeah. But you know, here, here's, here's what I'll say though. I did, I got a small taste of the joy I did, my friend's a teacher, and I did a, she was like, we're going to, we're having a, a career day for high school. And um, you go and you tell people what your job is, and you talk to people. And I met this kid, and he was so cool. He, you know, he was troubled. He, you know, his life was, you know, his life wasn't easy. He was working, at a, he had a job. Aww. But he, I was talking to him, he's like, 
yeah, man, I, I want to be a dentist. And I was oh. just like, what? It just was like the kid, it just, if I was stereotyping, he just didn't look like somebody who wanted to be a yeah. dentist. And I go, yeah, I was like, really? Why? He's like, I just love teeth, man. Oh my God. And I, I just thought, I was like, I thought that was such love a cool, teeth. just love teeth, man. <laughs> teeth are dope. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, man, I'm You're like, that's for you, really man. important for a dentist. So like you, yeah. you have step one. You gotta love, te- you gotta you love, love what you do. Teeth. <laughs> you love teeth Great. for free. You just love, you just love teeth. And you're not even on track to be a dentist. You just love teeth he's objectively just, just looking at them. So he's like, it would be great if I could get paid for loving teeth. So yeah. So why not get paid to step. love teeth? Yeah. And that's, I never saw the kid again, but that story stuck with, and just that interaction. And oh, so yeah. the idea that I have to imagine that's what keeps them going. When you just meet that one kid, even, you know, even if you only get one a year, you meet mm-hmm. that kid where you're like, man, that, I'm really am rooting for that kid. And I hope yeah. I inspired them. So that I get. But yeah, no, I wouldn't. Having said all that, never would I want to do such a thankless job. And it's job. so it's just, hard. It's hard. Like we had to do like a year of teaching our five-year-olds at the time preschool. And preschool is like very fun. Like here shapes yeah. and such. But it's still like you want to keep them on like somewhat of a track so that when they go into kindergarten, they're not like, what is a square? And so we had we were like, okay, we're going to teach them at home because during the pandemic, the preschool we were going to be putting them in didn't have like a mask mandate. And we were too scared to have them in that without a vaccine. So we just kept them home and we're like, okay, we'll wait until next year and they can enter kindergarten. And so we were doing it and it was actually, it was like me, my husband, Ash was helping us. Like we would just kind of like rotate, like whoever could do what. But one of you goes in the I kitchen and cries. You're like, literally it was, it would be like one it. of us was like, I don't, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. Cause it's so hard. I don't, they know like teachers are superheroes. Like they just know yeah. how to make it easy to learn things and I don't like I'm a horrible teacher I'm like why don't you just know this like I don't what do you mean you don't know how to read at five like I don't get it (laughs) and now seeing them come home and like from kindergarten and they'll be like I learned this and this and they're so excited and I'm like yeah I love teachers oh, so a much. A professional, like, yeah. A professional amazing. did it. Yeah, yeah I'm like, see? Because I, I did not know what the hell I was I did not know what to do. <laughs> Thank you, teachers. <laughs> one of, yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite stand-up bits, I, I forget the comedian's name right now, but he's like describing what it's like to be a teacher, and they're like, what's your, what's your job? It's like, oh, I have to make kids know math. Do oh, they want to know I math? Know this. Yeah, like, do they no. want to know math? No, not at all. <laughs> but I, I have to still make them know it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, that's what it is. Like, you go into a school, especially knowing you went to school, I went to school. There's some stuff you go and you're like, I don't want to learn this. And the teacher's job is to like cram it into your brain, yeah. even though you don't want it in your brain. <laughs> That's their job. That's exactly And they it. have to buy their own stuff. It's like, do these kids want to come to school? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so they're going to be here reluctantly and they don't want to hear what you're saying. And they don't And yet care. you need to prepare them. For life for life for the rest of their life it's like they need this for jobs they need this for literally every part of their life so it's like the fact that teachers are not paid yeah so much money i just i want them all to be just millionaires I'm like, well, at least it. well off the idea Come that it's on. like here's this impossible task now here's 46 dollars a week oh, it's and a, 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 a voucher to the golden corral and you're fired in the summertime you're like what's well, like what the <laughs> like, and these thanks? people are just like okay because I love doing this, and you're like, yeah. "Wow, you're an amazing it's, human." <laughs> it's 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 absolutely insane. It really uh, is, Elena. My final question: If heaven does exist, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome, David Bowie's right over there. <laughs> <laughs>
No, that's awesome. No, that yeah, that's the dream for sure. And it's, that's all. Say I hello, hear. Elena. Welcome to the, welcome to the mystery jam. I'd be like, hell yeah, heaven yeah. <laughs> yes, heaven yes, heaven yeah, indeed. Elena, this was this this was so fun. This was so fun. Thank you for joining me. Uh, obviously, uh, you guys are killing it, but you know people in my audience might not know where to find you. So please, if you would take a second, let people know where they can find your podcast, how many podcasts. I know you do a horror podcast. So many things, so many, so many so hats many you're wearing. So please tell us, tell us, of, tell us, regale us with stories of all of your hats. please. <laughs> well, thank you. And we have a podcast called Morbid, a true crime podcast. You can listen to it anywhere. Um, that one, we have an, we have a Instagram at Morbid Podcast. We have a Twitter at a Morbid Podcast. We also have a horror movie podcast called Scream! Exclamation point. So like, scream! You can, li- <laughs> you can listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts, too. That's with our friend Caleb. He's hilarious. He has a very soothing voice. Like you guys, I feel like you guys have like such soothing voices. I love it. Listening to it, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> when I don't get, when I don't get irate about something, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. I try, I try to have a, a calm demeanor, but sometimes so he, he takes me there. It, we all do it, but <laughs> I think the only other thing would be uh, we have another podcast with Parcast called Crime Countdown, and that's every Monday. And that's all we got so far, but we're definitely going to have more coming up soon. So stay tuned. And you, and you are Elena to the max, and you. I are am. hilarious on social media. Thank you. So and are you. sometimes you post up. Thank, thank you. And sometimes, sometimes you post different makeup that you've done. Mm-hmm. I thought that your Hellraiser costume was awesome. Thank you. That took and so long. So, yeah. So yeah. So she's a great follow on social media. I always like to let people know because a lot of these uh, interactions and stuff that I I'm been having with other people in the space have, have just been through social media. Just yeah. like stumbling upon each other and having a conversation and hitting it off with people so i always like to let people know like they're also like a a funny person on social (laughs) media yeah you can follow their podcast to know when the episodes are coming out but if you also want to hear like funny takes and stuff they're a funny follow as well thank you so uh yeah so um it it is oh god i'm so choked up so emotional it's been such a journey man oh um this was super fun thank you again thank Um, you this is a this is a limited thing that i'm doing so but if if I'm if I if I keep doing it, come back anytime. I, and you need to come on our podcast. You, you guys are welcome <laughs> anytime. We're gonna have thank to find so, a cool case. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, thank you, thank you so much for joining me inside the podcaster studio. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.